The worship service for today, May 29th, it is Pastor Music and Bootcamp. I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and today is a beautiful day to reflect about these passages of the scripture that have to do with David. So, before we get there, I would like to invite you to download the bulletin. What if you go to the website, peacechurch.us, and you can get it from there? The other way, of course, is if you are watching in the comfort of your home, this big TV of yours, what if you just simply go to the website, I'm sorry, get your camera and your phone, point towards the QR code, and then click on the link. That's it. Simple as that. Very good. We want to thank you for your support, especially you, my dear church members. Thank you so much for what you do. You, church members online, and of course, everybody here in the church, in the building today, thank you so much. Thank you for your support. And uh, well, if you want to support this ministry, 432-268-0007 is the number that you can text. Text the amount and the system will take you through. It is an honor for me and my team my wife Tracy and my son Sebastian, we work together here with the rest of the board members and the leaders in the church to provide for you this broadcast. And uh, the topic of this morning is Pastor Music and Boot Camp. It's a beautiful Sunday morning, our worship service 292 on May 29th, 2022. Let's read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 1 Samuel 16, 11. Please, Lord, guide us through this reflection. Let's read. Samuel asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? Jesse answered, No, I have another son, my youngest, but he is out taking care of the sheep. Do you know the context of this question? <laughs> well, the context is very interesting. Samuel is the prophet the prophet that God used to appoint the first king of Israel, Saul. Unfortunately, Saul didn't do what was expected of him. He disappointed God. And that is very sad. Imagine you are just a regular average person and suddenly there is a special calling in your life. The Lord decides to use you, puts you in a place of honor, Pretty much in a pedestal, right? The first king of Israel. It doesn't matter really what is the title. The point is someone in a position of honor that disappoints God is in real trouble. And quite often that happens to all of us. One way or other, we receive blessings. You receive blessings. You are in a particular position distinguished, maybe some individuals. You know, it could be just a little thing that you can manage. But some wrong ideas started to come to your head. And basically all that is wrapped in pride, which was the issue with Saul. And as a result of that, he disappointed God. Samuel, the prophet, was pretty sad because the Lord told him, you know, I'm done with Saul. Samuel was sad because... He thought, well, Saul was uh, in many ways a good king, but of course there are other things that I don't like about him, but I, 
I am sad about this situation. The Lord said to, to Samuel, get up and, and go. Go to the house of Jesse because there is the one that I'm going to appoint now to be the next king of Israel. So Samuel was a little bit uh, shocked with this news, but he said to himself, I'm going to do what the Lord says I must do. So he goes to the house of Jesse and asks to see him and his sons. And one at a time, Jesse brought his sons to Samuel. Of course, there was uh, a lot of uh, curiosity in the house of Jesse, <laughs> the family, the, the neighbors. Everybody was curious. What in the world is happening there? Samuel, the prophet, here? What is happening? They didn't know exactly what the Lord will do. You know, the Lord works that way. The Lord chooses his prophets to deliver a message or to release a blessing. Get this? The, cho the Lord chooses a prophet to release a blessing upon somebody. And sometimes people are just unaware of that, what is going to happen. But Jesse got the feeling that something really, really good was about to happen in here. And he was excited and he felt, well, I have wonderful, beautiful, handsome, talented, skilled sons. Of course, something good is going to happen here. And one at a time, Samuel said, no, because the Lord was telling him, no, this is not the one. The Lord even said to Samuel, you are judging the book by the cover, which is a mistake that we all make, correct? Sometimes we are in precisely that place where we need to make decisions and we just immediately come to a conclusion. This pretty girl is the right one for me. This handsome man is the right one for me, girls say. And on and on. But the Lord doesn't judge by the cover. You know, he goes directly to the heart. Samuel understood that. That's why he asked him, are these all the sons you have? And Jesse answered, no, I have one more. It's the youngest. But he is out taking care of the sheep. Okay, so let, let's talk a little bit about what is the meaning of, of that. Well, it was, it was very common in Israel and still in some places else in the Middle East that uh, this the maintenance, the, actually the source of income for many families was uh, as a result of flocks of sheep and goats and, of course, farming, etc. It was a custom that every time there was a new son and each able to take care of the sheep, the, the oldest son was passing the responsibilities to this one. So it was one son after the other passing the responsibility of taking care of the flock to David. So all the sons knew about this, you know, the number one, number two, number three, etc. But now David is the youngest, probably he's a teenager at this point, and he was the one in charge of the flock. So what is the meaning of that? Well, the number one thing is he needed to feed them. You know, the sheep needed to eat and they needed to drink water. So that was his first assignment. You know, it's very interesting because it shows that uh, the family culture was, was a good family culture. 
is something that we need today to embrace that culture of assuming responsibilities, not giving the kids everything just as simple as that. Every child, girl or guy, you know, boys and girls, they need to learn to be responsible about something in their homes. In Israel, it was common, I say common practice, it was. It used to that once the, the child was ready to take care of the flock, assumes responsibilities and feeding them and get, finding uh, waters for them. And of course, the other responsibility was to make sure that the flock was safe. Meaning what? Meaning that they needed to uh, protect uh, the flock from animals, animals that wanted to <laughs> just uh, take the, the sheep, you know, like bears and lions and other animals. So that was the second chore. Not an easy chore for a teenager, you know, a young person, but he, he, he knew he was learning how to take care of the flock. And naturally, you can imagine when you are doing that kind of work, eventually you have free time which was the third component in this equation, the abundant time alone. And you know what happens when you are by yourself, especially when you are a, te you are a teenager. So many things can go in, in the wrong direction. But the truth is, when Samuel came to Jesse, David actually was the one into the sheep. So now, I want us to discuss about something interesting that happens to all of us, and is where is where everything begins in our lives? Well, of course, it's in our families, in our childhood. And you know very well that every person goes through different challenges in their childhood, every and each one of us. You know, some people think that families that are happy families, loving families, wealthy families, healthy families, in church and, and all that, they have uh, perfect lives. They have perfect childhood. Well, no, because there is no such a thing as a perfect life. Every person, regardless of their context, is going to live challenges in life. You have, I have. If you ask everyone about experiences in their childhood, sometimes you will hear the, the most saddest stories about what happened in the childhood of many people. Now, it is up to everyone to say, well, I'm going to dwell in this sadness experiences of my childhood, of my young adulthood life, for example, or move on. Everyone has the opportunity to, to make decisions about it. But, but the truth is that when, when you are a child and when you are being told to do things and you have uh, authority upon your life, like your dad, your mom, your grandparents, somebody that is raising you, or let me take you to another context. When you are starting your career, when you go to, to work for a company, and you are just at the beginning of your career, you know very well that because you, are, you don't have the experience, so you will need to follow directions. You need to learn the basics. And, and as a result of that, well, will happen to you 
what happens to everybody that is in need for work. What is that? Well, you have to submit yourself to authority and obey. And particularly when the case is of uh, someone that is in so much need for money. You know, there is a big difference of uh, having two individuals competing for the same position. One is hungry and the other is not. The one that is hungry is going to do anything for that position. The one that is desperate for a, a better income or just for an income is willing to do many things. And obedience and humility are going to be part of their lives. Well, you know very well that in each one of those contexts, every time you are obedient and humble, there are going to be many individuals that will abuse you. Because it happens in homes, and it happens in any place like workplace or different organizations where people are just willing to work because they are humble and obedient, sadly, there is going to be somebody that will abuse that person. There is so much abuse that sometimes it's just disgusting. However, I want to tell you something very important that happened to David. His mama, like many other of other mamas, was sending him some food. You know, of course, he was about to go to do some work, right? But uh, he needed to eat. It was a very common custom in those days to give them a bag. In that bag, they will have uh, bread. They will have some cheese, olives, dried fruit, for example, and this kind of stuff. And uh, naturally, that was a good thing for David. That is important that you need to consider when it's about your personal life. Yes, is it possible? It is very possible that you have people that disrespect you and they do not appreciate you as you should be appreciated in your home, in your family, in your sport club, in your church, in your workplace, in your business. It's possible some people do not appreciate you but there must be somebody there that believes in you. In David's case, of course, he had the support of his parents, but what I want you to know is that you will find that person that gives you support, and that person will help you with uh, food sometimes. <laughs> and those words of affirmation, the affection, those are important things that you need to consider. Rather than being yourself sad and frustrated because you see the injustices around you, you need to look for that person that shows you love through their affection and those words of affirmation. That person, that customer, that employee, co-worker, that family member that says to you, you know, you are doing great. And uh, come on, let me give you a hug. Let me shake your hand. And uh, you know what? Keep up the good work. Those are important things. David received that. So he didn't let all those bad things destroy his own image, self-image. But the truth is, when you are by yourself, when you are alone, you need to learn to pray. Yes, you need to learn to pray. And uh, when you are there connecting with God, my friend, then is when things can change for you. You connect heart to heart. It's actually there being in the presence of God where you are going to learn to verbalize your emotions. 
Sometimes you don't even know how to say how angry you are. Sometimes you don't even know how to express your sadness and frustration. And maybe you just make noises and, you know, you are so angry. You just yell and scream and hit objects and throw stuff everywhere because you don't know how to verbalize your emotions. Well, here is one of the things that David learned by being by himself, connecting with God. He started to learn how to express his own self. And eventually, he learned to worship God, no matter what. Yes, indeed, you can go through a lot. Yes, indeed, probably you are being not appreciated and probably misvalued. And they send you to do some work that nobody else wants to do. And you are there by yourself thinking, but why me, right? Well, in those moments, connect with God. Pray, and then you will be able to worship God no matter what. Because you have to see the good in everything. And you know what is interesting? The Lord will tell you what is what you need to do. It's so interesting. Because there exactly is when the Lord is going to share secrets with you. Secrets that you still don't know. The secrets will come to you because the Lord sees that you By going through all these difficulties, you are learning to depend on Him, to rely on Him, and learn many wonderful things. But let's continue with the reading, okay? In 1 Samuel 16, 14 through 17, it says, The Lord's spirit left Saul. He was the king, right? Then the Lord sent an evil spirit to Saul that caused him much trouble. His servants said to Saul, Give us the command and we will look for someone who can play the harp. If the evil spirit from God comes on you, this person will play music for you. Then you will feel better. So Saul said to his servants, find someone who plays music well and bring him to me. Now, this is the king who disappointed God. The Lord actually took his spirit out of him because the Lord didn't want it to dwell anymore in Saul's life. How about that? Well, here you see one example of individuals that even though were chosen by God to do something good for God and for his community, their community, they did the wrong thing. And as a result, God left them. Here you see it. Yes, indeed, people that reject to obey God, refuse to obey God, and they decide to go in the wrong path, they can be in in a lot of trouble with the Lord. The mercy of God is there for everybody, always. You know that. But when someone openly says, I don't want to have anything to do with you, God, I'm going to do things my way, that's a problem, especially when that person received wonderful blessings from God. Just that was not enough for the Lord. He says, I'm not just going to leave you alone. (laughs) You will be tormented now. That is what the Lord said. Here is so an evil spirit that will torment you. 
because you truly disappointed me. Now, you will say that in situations like this, Saul will say, you know what, this is pretty bad. I'm going to call Samuel. I will try to make peace with God. I will try to get things right with God. Even if I lose my throne, it doesn't matter. What I want is peace. No. And the counselors, the people that he was surrounded by, they were not either individuals that thought that the possibility of repentance and humility will help soul. No. Because in the eyes of people, humility and repentance are not important. In the eyes of people, humility and repentance means nothing. Therefore, they don't do it. You know, in these days, it seems like people don't think even that God has a part on their lives. They don't even consider that God is overseeing the whole universe, universe and the world and their lives and their families. So they just disregard the idea of, of that. They, they have uh, other suggestions, like in this case, right? They say, let's bring a musician. <laughs> really? There is an evil spirit tormenting the king. And music is going to fix it? Are you serious? This is a real problem. There is an evil spirit tormenting the king. This evil spirit, they even say it. It comes from God. And the last thing they are thinking is, let's, let's pray, let's fast, let's seek for the prophet, let's bring one of the priests here. So maybe you, soul can be the liver of this torment. No. They come up with this fabulous idea. Let's find a musician. You know, <laughs> what makes me laugh about this, this scenario is that what they don't have a clue is, is that by doing this, they are going to bring someone that eventually is going to be the replacement for the king. They don't know what they are doing. And that is exactly what you see that happens in many places. In many places, in many families, in many organizations, in many companies. They are just totally unaware of God, what, what God can do in their lives, in their operations, and their businesses. No, no they, they don't think about it. They just come up with their own ideas. And sometimes that idea although it's not the solution to fix that problem, in fact, it's an idea that God will use for the purpose of his next move. Interesting. Very interesting because you see that all the time in different places. Suddenly somebody comes up to do something and eventually that person is going to be honored because this person is doing the right thing. You know, the issue with Saul is that he, he didn't know. He never learned to be by himself, connecting with God, praying, receiving direction from the Lord. David, on the other hand, he learned that since he was young. So that is a very interesting part of this story, don't you think? 
Now, remember that I told you this, right? When you are by yourself, you need to pray, verbalize your emotions, you worship God. Well, David did that. Guess what happened? The Lord told him what is what he needed to do, and he did. You know, one of the things that David did was he started to read and read and read and read more and more by being by himself. Rather than wasting his time with lamentations and self-misery attacks, no, he decided to invest time reading. And of course, he was not just reading anything. He was going through the scripture. There were manuscripts, and he had those manuscripts, and he reflected about it. But at the same time that he was reading, he started to write little things, little sentences. David didn't know that, that by writing these little sentences, expressions that he had, you know, like, uh, I rest here next to the clean waters. He never thought this line is going to be part of a Psalm, Psalm 23. <laughs> but because he learned to be by himself, becoming productive, and he started to read because, you know, reading and listening to smart people, wise people, that will give you wonderful ideas, and you will start to learn certain things like David did. And the other thing that he decided was to play an instrument. And he decided to, to do that. Music, as you know, is a, it's a beautiful thing, not just to listen and enjoy, but to perform. Music is such a beautiful thing. David was not wasting his time and being sad or angry, you know. No, he was using the time in a very smart way. He said to himself, I'm going to read, I'm going to write, and I'm going to play an instrument. How about that? So my friend, today, in your context, you need to do what you can do. You know, not everyone is going to be a musician in this world. Not everyone is going to be a writer. But there are many other areas where you can be effective. Things that you can learn. Things that you can even discover. There are skills that are maybe inside of you already that are moving you to come up with certain ideas. You need to escape from mushroomism. <laughs> even it's a made-up word. And I will tell you the story about it, but it's hard to pronounce for me even. Mushronism. Yeah. And you know, all that started with my friend Jay. Jay Florence is a good friend of mine that I love very much. His father, Dan Florence, also great friend of mine. And the whole family, beautiful people, decent people that I love here in Odessa. So Jay one day called me and said, hey, what are you doing? And I said, I'm doing this, whatever. And then he said to me, or are you being a mushroom? And I said, a mushroom? Why do you say that I be, I'm being a mushroom? Well, yeah, you know, mushrooms, they just sit there, do nothing, and they just get fatter and fatter. <laughs> that is how that thing came up, the mushroomism. Escape from Mushronism, my friend. 
there is no need for you to just do nothing because there is something that you can do. I promise you that. Now, there is something else that those people told Saul. Whenever Saul knew that David was a good musician, he said, well, okay, you can bring him, you know. But then they told him, David is also a brave man and fights well. So that was interesting, right? Why is it that uh, they said that? Well, because David learned to fight while he was alone. You know that? David learned to fight when he was alone. Which is one thing that many people just don't know today. Many people just don't, don't understand. Well, I'm by myself. How can I fight? Well, let me show you here on the screen three examples of uh, what happens when people are by themselves. For example, this particular lady, as you see here on the screen, you see, she gets up, she gets her cup of tea, and then she's just thinking, I don't know what to do with myself today. She's not even able to even grab the bag of tea. Look, <laughs> she's struggling there. Because sometimes people are just like that, so desperate, so lost. And uh, they just look at the stuff, and they are just wondering, and now what? What do I do? I don't know what to do with myself. It's very common today to see people like that, just lost there, lost, because they really don't know what to do with themselves. Other individuals, like this guy here, is just wondering, is there any hope for me? I don't see any hope for me, he's thinking, you know? And he gets upset. Eventually, somebody is looking at him and said, what are you looking at? Leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered by anybody. Right, buddy? It happens. It happens. But the saddest part probably is girls like this girl. They say, I am a mess. And I need your help, God. I am a mess. True stories, right? Situations like this where simply we didn't know what to do. Like uh, here with David. He knew that he needed to be ready for the enemy's attack and also to bring the sheep back to the flock because it happened. It happened sometimes. So he was ready to fight because he prepared himself, listen to this, to the times where he will be alone. He will be alone. So one of the two things that David used to defend himself was the rod. The rod is a very short stick like the length of my arm. And uh, with that, he hit animals, right? But also he had the staff because sometimes... The sheep were going astray. The sheep were kind of getting out of the flock. So he used the music sometimes to amuse the sheep to come back. But in other occasions, he just used the, the staff and pulled them, you know. It's interesting because the shepherd is concerned for the sheep, right? The shepherd is concerned for each one of the members of the flock. The shepherd, the good shepherd, goes 
and talks to the sheep, invites the sheep to come back to the flock. Sometimes the sheep are disobedient and bound. And on other occasions, the sheep is just going so far and then the shepherd comes and brings them. Because he knows that the best thing for a sheep is to be part of the flock. You know that the Lord God is the good shepherd. And he will use his rod sometimes with you when you are disobedient and hit you. Pow! Don't do that. But also the Lord, because he loves you, he will use the staff and brings you back. Because he wants the best for you. And the thing is, when you are by yourself, you need to think like, it's like a boot camp. Mm -hmm. Just like that. It's like a boot camp. And there are three things that I want to show you that you can do during boot camp. And the first one is considering what is what you are thinking and what are the words you are saying. It's very interesting, but honestly, you know, in boot camp, you know, those guys, they are doing exercises and this and that, and they are with a bunch of people, right? Well, in this boot camp that we are talking about, is the time when you are by yourself. First of all, is that you are not with a lot of people around. You don't have somebody, a real sergeant, telling you, this is what you want you to do. And you say, yes, sir, real sergeant. <laughs> you know, you, you don't have anybody that is telling you what to do. It's just up to you, right? And uh, what you are thinking, your thoughts and your words are important. That is why whatever you are watching and listening, people that you pay attention, you follow in social media, maybe they are not the best thing that you need to hear, especially in the night. You need to consider the words, the thoughts you have. And remember this, you learn to worship God no matter what. You need to worship God no matter what. And learn to, to say, thank you, Lord, for my day. Thank you, Father, for this. And while you are worshiping God, you come back to your thing and master your skills. Escape from mushroomism. Do what you can do. You know, you are in boot camp when you are by yourself. Even if people are mocking you, it doesn't matter. You got to do something with your time, with yourself. Now, next Sunday, and I want to give you my announcement here. On worship service 293, June 5th, 2022, the topic will be, what if my life is not outstanding? This is one question people have asked me. They say, you know what? My life is just an average life. I don't go places. I don't do anything. I don't, I'm not in the movies. I'm not a politician. Nothing. I don't even have a, my picture in my Facebook page, page for profile because I don't have anything to say or share. I don't know even what to do. What if my life is not outstanding? Is, is there anything wrong with me? And that is what I am going to explain to you next Sunday on June 5th here in Worship Service 293. But also I want to share with you another interesting information I found online. Karen Lewis' list of what she considers are the happy psalms. And there is a list here on the screen. As you can see, it's Psalm 1, 144, 137, 34, 122, 
I feel that I am playing bingo or something. 32, 158, 9, 16, 19, 21, 24, etc. That is a great suggestion if you want to take a look at those Psalms. They are happy Psalms. Some of them were written by David. Pretty interesting. Now, if you want to learn more about David's spiritual secret, Dr. John Barnett wrote a book, and here on the screen, you will see the QR code for that. It's very simple. Just grab your phone and boom, get the link. You are more than welcome to that. If you go to the bulletin of this day, you will find the list of Psalms and also the QR code for this book. Let's go back to the story, okay? 1 Samuel 17, 34 through 35. David said to Saul, There were times when I was taking care of my father's sheep that wild animals came to take some sheep from the flock. Once there was a lion, and another time, a bear. I chased that wild animal, attacked it, and took the sheep from its mouth. The wild animal jumped on me, but I caught it by the fur under his mouth, and I hid it and killed it. Boy, <laughs> this passage here is in reference to the moment when David is about to kill Goliath. You see how interesting is this, how the time by himself prepared him for this other encounter. You just don't know what is going to happen to you. Remember this, we know where there is obedience and humility, you will find abuse, jokes, mistreat, lack of appreciation, and mockery. You know that. You know that when you are alone, you need to pray, you need to verbalize your emotions and worship God no matter what. But also... You need to fight against the enemy. And where is the first part? In your mind. Because your mind is actually the battlefield. That's why you need to take care of what? Your thoughts and your words. Keep worshiping God and mastering your skill. My friend, this is not the end for you. It doesn't matter what's happening because you are humble and obedient and people are mocking you. There is always hope. You just need to keep your trust in the name of Jesus and believe with hope for your future. What is what you are going through? I don't know. But the Lord knows. And He is the one who can rescue you. He is the one that can take you out of that pit of pain and troubles, loneliness, scarcity, illness, depression, Bitterness, frustration, hostility, anger. All those things that are so negative and you know it will take you nowhere. But when you are willing to just let it go and learn from those moments, from those seasons of your life, if you have to be by yourself and alone for a while, so be it. It's temporary. This is not the end of your life. That's why you need to keep trusting in the name of Jesus. And when you are by yourself, and I told you this, when you are learning to pray and connect with God, speak out the name of Jesus. Say the word, Jesus, help me. Jesus, please help me. Because he will help you to move forward, my friend. You just need to continue believing with hope.
for your future. Don't give up, my friend. Remember the story of David with humble origins, taking care of the sheep in the loneliness, in the solitude, protecting the sheep, doing what was right for the sheep, honoring his family, appreciating the food his mama gave him, bread, cheese, olives, dry fruit, roasted seeds, a simple meal. It's the love of that person that believes in you that will sustain you, my friend. And that love is given to you because God loves you. That, that is the reason why that person is in your life. It's the way that God is showing you that He cares for you. The Spirit of, of God is upon you right now. The Holy Spirit is upon you to, to minister to you, to give you inside of your, yourself this feeling of being loved and appreciated by Him. He knows about your sufferings and your loneliness. He knows about your frustrations because you don't have the resources. He knows about your pain. He knows about your tears. He is with you. And right now, His Holy Spirit is coming upon you to fill your heart and make you feel different. And as a result of that, you will experience healing. Just let the power of God come upon you and heal you. If you are hurting, if your body is in big trouble today, what if you just lift up one hand? Lift up one hand and put your other hand in the damaged part of your body and pray with me and say, Lord God, I believe you can heal me. Heal me, Father God. Restore me. Bring my health back in the name of Jesus. You can do it, Lord. And I love you for your power in my life. I believe you have a plan for me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus that we can be saved, as John 3:16 declare. So we say today, God loves the world so much that He gave His only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not be lost, but have eternal life. Say with me, I open my heart today to you, Lord God. May your Holy Spirit come and dwell in me in the name of Jesus. Please forgive me for my sins. Wash away all my sins. I am a new person today. My name is written in the book of life and I have eternal life. My life is going to be different from this moment on. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That's, that's true, my friend. That is very true. From Odessa, Texas, with love, Tracy and I said to you, Thank you for watching. And remember this. Try to share this message with anyone that you know. Pasture, music, and bootcamp is the worship service 292 from Odessa, Texas, May 29, 2022. 
Thank you so much for watching and being here. We wish you a beautiful rest of your Sunday. Good morning. Let me invite you to download or install Gian TV, which is our Roku channel. If you have a Roku TV or a Roku device, don't hesitate to install this free, absolutely free Roku channel. You will be able to watch wonderful videos, all the categories that we have here. So go to search channels, search for Gian TV, and then hit install. Don't forget to give us a five stars if you like our videos. Thank you so much for watching. My Giancarlo Vitutoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video. Also you took all of my tears You make me feel loved, you make me feel good I love your words, you changed my world You make me feel loved, you make me feel good I love your words, you changed my world You are
Every time you rescued me, my own tears became the ink to write the prayers of my me. Absolutely amazing what I am feeling. 
Never before I experienced what you have done to me. I know that in the past I didn't see things as I do now, but honestly, you have changed everything for me. And uh, I don't want to let it go. I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here with me, by me, because you make me feel alive. And I know that you love me, and I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I belong to you. You brought me a new life, a life that is absolutely profound, real, and true. I feel alive, you make me fly, I'm in the clouds, you make me alive, this is my night, I'm gonna fight, I feel the wind, I'm gonna win, I feel alive, you make me fly, I'm in the clouds, you Hey, 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 that's all, that's all, that's all, folks. <laughs> Time to go home. <laughs> Ciao.